Hey everybody, you guys have been hitting me up. Everything's open back up, society's back at large. But you guys are hitting me up on some crazy things. You let me know, hey, uh, you got might have an employment dispute. You let me know that uh, you got in a crazy car accident. You know, look, all these things happen. I'm glad that you come to me. But if you listen to podcasts, you already know that we got one guy that can take care of you. That's our friend John Naughty over at the Naughty Law Group. Now, check this out. I'm serious. You guys don't want to get out, get out there and get back into it. And that just brings trouble. People trying to shite you and all. If you go to our main man, John Naughty, he will take care of you. He is the people's attorney. He has a history of getting you exactly what you're looking for and what you want. You go check him out. That's John Naughty over at www.naughtylawgroup.com. And guys, also, we've got some great news. The Weekly Shift is going to be returning after a year hiatus. Yes, that's right. Your favorite Pulitzer-nominated current event show. It's been revamped. It's going to be coming back. Look look for that in mid-May for the return episode. we got some special guests that are going to be having and a lot of new segments. So be excited for that. We also have something else you should be excited for. Today we're going to be covering Money Talks with your friend Chris Tucker and Charlie Sheen. Check this out. Assemble is Chris Wiggins. I'm joined by uh, Mikey P and Scotty B are back in. Today we're going to be talking about a movie from 1997 celebrating the Kobe 24th anniversary of Money Talks. Look, Chris Tucker, you got Charlie Sheen, you got Heather Locklear, you got Paul Servino, you've got Paul Gleason and everything. Guys, you know how I like to start this out. Uh, what, like, look, thinking, thinking back of the film, right? Uh, where were you guys when you first saw this? Um, in 97, I definitely did not see it. <laughs> I wish that I had, because it's fantastic. I think, honestly, the first time I recall ever seeing it was on HBO during summer vacation of, like, my junior year of college. Oh, man, was... HBO took you to the woodshed, huh? Like, they're like, yeah. hey, like Cinema owns it. They're like, let's put it on this, exclusively on this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe we'll let one of our other cable properties happen, you know? Yeah, but yeah. no, like, uh, no, 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 back then. So that was, like, that was like premium. My parents, like, started making more money after we went off to college, and I came back, and I was like, whoa, you guys have HBO? This is amazing. <laughs> and I was, like, literally just, like – I was I was doing the binge thing before binging was a thing. Okay. I was just binging what was on HBO, <laughs> and I remember uh, watching this movie, and I, I I think I distinctly remember. I'm pretty sure I saw this after I saw um, the Fifth Element. Oh, okay, yeah. And and so like I was a huge I think Chris Tucker most fan people saw Fifth this Element. after the Fifth Element. The Fifth Element did the came Fifth first, Element right? Come first, did it? Yeah, it came first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
So, and I definitely didn't see the fifth element when it first came out either. So I think I saw this after. Uh, I was a huge fan of Chris Tucker by this point. I might have even seen one or two of the Rush Hours first. To mm, be honest. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then okay, finally, you're definitely a late bloomer. I saw this. Yeah, late bloomer on this. And then it was just, it was one of those movies. I mean, immediately, it's it's iconic. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and uh, just just terrific all around. Right on, Miguel. Uh, listen, I actually saw this movie in theaters. On like, what? On like, damn, Star- they had some money up in that family. Wow. <laughs> damn. No, 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 no. So. I ended up going to the movie theater to watch this with my older cousins. Um, basically, told me that I that we were gonna go watch Good Burger. So shout out to Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was in theaters at the same time. I still distinctly remember this because this is the first rated R movie that I saw in theaters without my parents. That's my cousins are a lot older than me, so they they're older than me by like four or five years. Uh, shout out to my cousin Nacho, active listener. Um, Shut so up, he was Ignacio. the one that was, <laughs> he was the one that was basically like, yeah, you know, told my mom like, yeah, we're gonna go watch Good Burger, and then when we got there, they're like, now nah, we're gonna go watch Money Talks, and I was so fucking scared. I was like, oh, it's a rated R movie. How am I gonna get in? And for whatever reason, um, you know, I was able to get in and watch the movie, and uh, yeah, to this day, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I love Chris Tucker. Uh, I had already seen him, you know, with Friday, and I think Friday mm-hmm. was like my first exposure to him, and. Obviously, everyone always, you know, associates Chris Tucker with uh, Smokey from Friday, aside from him playing Carter in Rush Hour. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. just, you know, it was a cool experience to get to basically be at a rated R movie as like a fucking nine year old. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, so I don't recall where when I first watched this. I do recall it being in theaters, though, because that summer I was with the uh, Hollins family. They're wonderful. I still follow them on the gram. Um, and they just had everything they had was better than us. Like their dad was in the picture. Um, you know, they had cable, they had uh, Cinemax where we watched Spice City. They had HBO and Showtime. And I was like, this is fucking dope. Then they had Jurassic Park on VHS and do the right thing and casino and everything. And I was like, their house is dope. And we would go to this Hollywood video over there. Uh, and I remember it, when it, I remember what do you call it? Uh, we rented some movie or whatever, and then they had a preview for this because uh, it's gonna be in theaters, right? And then uh, we had gone to the old Cinema Star, which is a trashy movie theater in North County, San Diego. Um, and I would see posters like, "Who the hell is this guy?" I hadn't seen Friday, like I knew of it. I hadn't seen Friday at that point. Um, then at, randomly at some point, I like would see bits and pieces of it, but I think I might have actually been in my early twenties when I finally saw this all the way through. Uh, immediately I go, wow, what the fuck did I miss? And you, just watching Chris Tucker, I go, this dude is a supernova. How the fuck was he only 25 years old when this, uh, when he filmed this and this came out? Like, abs- absolutely yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, he was 25 years old. Chris Tucker was the shit at that point. Like, I want to, I don't want to say that he was at the pinnacle of his career. No, he was. This is the pinnacle of his. Like, I look, 1997. The next year, Rush Hour comes out. He doesn't do any other movies except the Rush Hour movies. Right. right? Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say he hit his pinnacle with Rush Hour. It's like okay. Smokey from Friday, Money Talks, and then Rush Hour. I well, mean, was this. he kind of like the Eddie Murphy of our generation? Like, well, yeah, but like first, sh- like, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like, 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 like you know. Older, older folks. Well, I'm way older than you guys, but like, the, like, no, like, really, like, like Chris Hill, like Chris Hill people, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like Eddie Murphy was that to them, you know, like Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy was Donkey and Shrek for yeah. me, right? You gotta love that Chris Hill's younger than Chris Tucker, but we gave Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <as Chris. laughs> 
<laughs> right. Well, no, that's a great point, though. Like, Chris Tucker, obviously, uh, obviously he had seen, you know, Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, it reminds me of kind of like, um, it's like a, it's like a doubling or like, like an antagonist doppelganger to, uh, to Beverly Hills Cop, right? To, to that iconic Eddie Murphy character. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing the same kind of thing. It's almost like he's lampooning him as, yeah. like, a banger, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And, like, and the thing to recognize about that, right? Like, both these guys were 22, 23, 24, 25, like, at the pinnacle of their success, right? Just, you're watching right. comedic acting prodigies, you know, at, like, come, come out the gate. And they're they're able to play older, you know? And you can look at this, you're like, all right, I think that Chris Tucker's got to be 30, right? The guy's 25, probably 24 when this is shot, you know? It's absolutely insane that 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 run, to Mike's point about this being a pinnacle, like, to go from 95, it's Friday, which he bursts on the scene with. You got the fifth element. Uh, I think Panther comes out. Uh, and then Dead Presidents was 96, was that, Scott, if oh, I'm not mistaken? Oh, shit. I forgot about yeah, Dead Presidents. Fantastic movie. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. So, shout, out, shout out Lorenz Tate. Okay, so yeah, you got that. Yeah, so you have that. You have all of these coming out. What do you call it? Uh, ninety-five. I guess ninety-five was Dead Presidents, Fifth Element, and Friday, all the same year. Uh, then I don't think anything was happening in uh, ninety-six. But then the next thing you know, he's in. Uh, he's in this Money Talks, right? And yeah, I had not seen anything like it. And just watching him, I was like, wow. I was like, just thinking about how much we missed out on with him, Fifth, sort of. Fifth Element. And Money Talks was 97. I mean, when they released. Your oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Could All you right. imagine putting these two movies out in the same year? Wow. Well, then think about that. The very next, then you got Jack. Well, no, he had Jackie Brown also, which he was in, too. Oh, he was so yeah. good. So, I, let me get this right. Uh, so, he had Friday, Panther, and Dead Presidents all the same year. Then does nothing in 96. Then does Fifth Element, Money Talks, and Jackie Brown. Then Rush Hour is the next year. So we got to work with Boss Lerman, uh, Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. and uh, Brett Ratner. Well, oh, Ratner wasn't it. Yeah, uh, Ratner wasn't anything at that point. Ratner yeah. was coming that's off of I like mean. directing music videos, I want to say. Yeah. So yeah, I think so that's ba- how he and Chris Tucker met, right? Yeah. So background on the film here. Uh, so look, movie movie came out August twenty second, uh, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, debuted at number two on the uh, number two at the box office that weekend. Uh, went on to gross budget twenty five million dollars. Went on to gross forty eight million dollars as well. Uh, have it over. If, fact check me on this. Have it over one hundred and sixty million in uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in sort of syndication and home video uh, rentals. Uh, I think Scott actually or sorry, home video rentals, uh, ownership of the DVDs and VHSs um, and. Also money for, uh, what do you call it, syndication money. Uh, Scott also gave me a DVD of this for my birthday, and it's probably the best birthday present I ever got outside of the <laughs> N64 I got one year. So thank you, Scotty. Um, Shout out. To, Scott, the, to Mike, to your point about Brett Ratner. So there was an original director, and I can't find who this was, but that person left the project. Chris Tucker had said to the producers, uh, man, I know a cool white boy. His name's Brett Ratner. And then... <laughs> Uh, they brought him on, and then uh, Brett Ratner had said that I knew I could work with Chris and that it would be a lot of fun. Money Talks made sense because I had come out, came out of music videos, and it fit what I had learned. Uh, talked about how music videos had to be like uh, the Michael Bay style, and that's uh, that's what prompted him to be able to go ahead and jump into this movie. Um, talking a little bit about Brett Ratner, though. Um, I was surprised. I learned it like six minutes before we started recording that this would have been his, what do you call it, that this, that, 
I didn't know that this is, was his first film. Um, I thought that he had been around like to get something like this with Charlie Sheen, with Paul Servino, with Heather Locklear, uh, and with an ascending star. I was like, you know, maybe this guy had some stuff, but no, this is legit. This is legit it. And talking about his career, uh, I, look, you know, I would say that he's indubitably tied at the hip to to Chris Tucker because essentially Chris Tucker stopped doing movies with any other directors basically after he met Brett Ratner. You know, um, thoughts on he, Brett Ratner? He doubled. He doubled. He doubled the box office. In the first week of the budget. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. In your first movie? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, dude, he did that. People are like, yeah, dude, you got work for the rest of your life. I think, wow. think Steven Soderbergh's like, you think Steven Soderbergh's like, hey, guys, what about coffee, cigarettes, and whatever, videotapes, or whatever that was? You know, like, hey, come on. <laughs> this guy shouldn't be getting a fucking handing on that shit, you know? Uh, you know I, on... I think a lot of Go it ahead. also had to do with just, like, Ratner as a personality. Um, I listened to an interview with Phase on Love and he was talking about basically like, you know, the relationship that they had on set. And he said, you know, he was such a nice guy, like was always just asking like, hey, what do you guys think? Like, what's your opinion on this? I feel like a lot in a lot of cases you get directors that are just like artistic assholes. Right. So they they have this vision and they don't, you know, wait to ask like what other people think. It's just their way or the highway. Mm-hmm. nobody else's like opinion Tarantino. matters <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah so uh look so the so something about phase on love here so uh forgot i forgot to mention him uh you know because he, he prominent part in the movie and everything but not necessarily uh you could there some oh, people we'll could come we'll yeah you can you can jump into the movie and maybe not know that uh phase on love is there so um but one of like uh, he had essentially ad-libbed his uh his part it wasn't originally scripted. Uh, he went up to Chris Tucker and uh, what do you call it? Ratner had said, uh, he said, I didn't know about the scene that we had written. Uh, apparently, uh, Chris Tucker was supposed to be chased around the cell. Uh, and then, what do you call it? Uh, essentially, Brett Ratner had came and said, hey, Love and Tucker do the scene. Uh, then they came up with the uh, dialogue and movements uh, right before filming. And then they, in, within 89 takes, they did the, they did the scene. Uh, and apparently, they continued to laugh during the scene, which is why they had the 89 takes, basically. And uh, the producers and directors <laughs> all laughed during the scene. I mean... Well, we'll get to it. Let's let's get yeah. back to it. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. Uh, so really, uh, another note. So Antoine Fisher did script doctoring for the film. If you guys have seen that movie, uh, the bio, the uh, you call that a biopic or yeah. or so, yeah. So uh, now, what do you call it? Let's stick to the soup questions. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do you call it? So. So something random. I don't know how like notable this is, right? But this got me thinking about sort of roles where what do you call it? Uh, where like prominent people in a movie don't necessarily uh, interact, but like Paul Gleason and Charlie Sheen, essentially they only have like one scene together, um, and I don't know that they ever face each other or look at each other or see each other in the scene. Uh, and that's when Paul Gleason and the other cop are chasing Charlie Sheen and Chris Tucker. In the, yeah, in the in the in the uh, Coliseum. Yeah. So do you think he shot him because he's like, hey, I had your brother in fucking detention like uh, 12 years ago. This is bullshit or what? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is the first role I can think of him where he's not like a principal or a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, been, he's he was a cop before, right? Oh, that's in, true. In uh, Die Hard? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah he might, he, does he win a role just on like fucking asshole, like authority figures or what? Basically. Yeah. Okay. He must, he must be a character actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. More so more Sheen stuff. Uh, 
So, uh, or kind of some kind of news between Sheen. So, uh, Chris Tucker had worked with uh, Charlie's daddy uh, back to the, back to the uh, aforementioned dead president. Um, Chris Tucker was in another movie where uh, a black man was tossed into into jail, uh, essentially. And this time it was Martin Sheen who was the judge that uh, that sentenced uh, Lorenz Tate in that film. Uh, right. Yeah. So good. So big year, big sort of run between uh, Chris Tucker and the Sheens there. You know. Um, so look, I want to I want to talk a little bit about sort of the sort of careers around Charlie Sheen, Chris Tucker, uh, Brett Ratner. We touched on a touch on Chris Tucker here at the beginning, but Charlie Sheen, like uh, I. This was the I don't like. This was a lot like one of the last three things I can remember him being in before he uh, essentially just said I'm gonna be the television guy. You know, uh, 80s. Look, I, I there are people. It, for me, the 80s were action stars. Then, then sort of guys who can sort of do a mix of different like comedy, drama, and action. That being Tom Cruise, and then Charlie Sheen was right there with right there for me um and then he like there's obviously like you can't speak about charlie sheen without talking about different levels of personal life uh coming into it which essentially he's had a few different runs with personal life troubles i guess what he shoots uh i guess he shoots uh kelly preston i believe right uh at some point around here if you guys didn't know that uh, he was engaged to kelly preston uh and he shot her which she was his fiance yeah and he shot her sometime in the 1990s uh then he just did, I don't he just did, I don't remember him being in anything like he had some things that he was sort of in or so uh but I feel like he disappeared and then randomly I see him in I see him in this right like cuz he obviously he was doing sort of uh what do you call it he did major oh, man, league okay. sorry major slow down league. so okay yeah, slow down say, on, slow, okay gentlemen slow down okay listen he was in major league the first one before the Kelly Preston incident then major league 2 came out um, and then he did that all dogs go to heaven too, which is an awful movie. And then, uh, then this, and then he was in major league three, essentially. So you're, for, you're also forgetting about the famed and I believe we've mentioned it. Uh, so here's my other take. What's up? He is the least talented of the three that we know by far. Of the Sheens or wait, of the, of the Estevez's well, uh, or the Estevez. Yeah. So Martin Sheen, Emilio, so the, this is why I say Ch- Charlie Sheen's great, great actor. Honestly, underratedly, his best work ever, I believe, besides Wild Thing, is Spin City. Yeah, but yeah. Men at Work, uh, written by Emilio. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, if your brother has to direct, uh, write something or direct it and then put you in it or whatever, that means your star is fading. Yeah, well, I mean that that was really he, like he had. Career, that's but, yeah. yeah like. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, like look, I do, I don't know what happened with him. Like I don't know if it was the Kelly Preston thing, and then uh, Hollywood is hearing about all types of stuff. But he's doing in movies like parody stuff, like Hot Shots and Loaded Weapon and everything like that. You know, look, those aren't like when you're doing parody movies, right? The only people that can do that and still maintain some semblance of a career are their Wayans. That's because that's all they're known from for. But to go from things like Wall Street, you know, and what do you call it? And uh, a platoon, right? Guns. Young guns, yeah. To movies like, you know, and like you're doing Eight Men Out also, right? To go to movies like, yeah. Ugh, like these, uh, yeah, these parody movies, right? And then he does this. 
then uh, sort of disappears and he gets he lands uh, Spin City and does a great job. I think he wins a few Golden Globes and maybe an Emmy or two or so. Then he's doing Scary Movie three and then uh, Two and a Half Men saves his ass essentially, right? Yeah. What do y'all make of the career here and sort of where he kind of fits in and if was this sort of the last hoorah for him? I mean, I wouldn't say it was his last hoorah. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of. Um, I mean, I don't want to put him in like the same boat as like a like a Robert Downey, right? But he had his moment in the '80s, then kind of like went down a little bit, and then he was kind of like you know staying afloat, and then I think he kind of died out, and like you said, like Two and a Half Men saved his ass, but then he got weird with the whole Tiger's Blood and <laughs> the yeah. winning. Um, and then that just kind of, you know, put him under. Yeah. Do you think he could have been, if things like coming out of this movie, you think that he could have been bigger or no? Like, let's say that because a a year after this comes out, he has a stroke for cocaine use and he's like hospitalized for a while. And then he's on prohibition for like drug offenses. Right. And then, uh, you know, you think he had injected cocaine, I believe, or something like that. Um, let's say that doesn't happen. Uh, could this have been like some like a turnaround for him, like post Preston? I'm gonna just I'm gonna assume that it's the Preston it, it incident that caused his career to go to. Hey, I mean, you're just doing it, parody it movies. could have, but to be honest with you, like I feel like he made so much fucking money in the yeah. '80s that I don't know. I don't necessarily know that he even really cared to mm-hmm. jump to that level again. You know what I mean? Like I feel like people that start to become problematic like that. It's because they're complacent or they feel like they've already achieved what they've had to do and so they just they don't give a fuck anymore. Well, he clearly cared. He's still doing films. Like he tried to get he tried to capitalize on being like all dogs go to heaven too without the dead girl, you know? Right. Um, I oh. mean he's like the ultimate like Hollywood privilege kid. Like I well, yeah. mean, let's be honest, like if, if if he wasn't a sheen and he wasn't good looking it's like it's like Billy Baldwin. Like like how like who who threw out like this dude has had what? like 14 life support literally <laughs> yeah. and figuratively like opportunities in his life and he just keeps getting work like it's pretty crazy yeah and, I, I, look I, and he's not especially talented like you know what yeah I mean? like, true, he's yeah. not look, he's not a tom cruise like tom cruise is fucking good dude. Like, i have a question why the fuck was he not in the nixon movie that anthony hopkins was in he looks just like richard fucking nixon yeah all right, like he has a fucking pointy nose and like the, the sullen that, brow. Way better hairline, way better hairline. Better hairline, yeah. But like, could he have done? Could he have pulled that off? Like, I think that you got something right there. Just I think Martin Sheen could have, but I don't think Charlie Sheen. Could well, but Charlie's got the dark feature, like Martin Sheen, right? He's like from the, yeah, he's from that one, the special part of Cuba, I guess. You know, uh, yeah. you look at what he, yeah, like Charlie Sheen got the dark. You know, dark features, right? You know, he's he's the more he's the darker figure of the uh, Estevez uh, family too. You know, hair and too. yeah, yeah, right. And like, and, th- and this, black hair. yeah, in this movie, I'm looking at, I'm like, this guy looks like fucking Richard Nixon. You know? Yeah, it's rare for it's where it's rare for like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Would you consider Charlie Sheen white? He looks pretty white. I mean, I don't uh, know, but like. I but consider all Cubans white passing. So right, like, I mean, kind of right, like except way, uh, Yasiel Puig. <laughs> well, no, I mean to your point, like Cuba is actually like kind of diverse. It's not just like one. Yeah, they, well, they want to be white. They want to be white. They're super diverse. Yeah, they are super diverse. Yeah. Uh, well, isn't that, isn't that all Latino countries essentially? Yeah, but I mean, like, you also have to consider the fact that like colonization has colonization has created this idea within like the Latin community where uh, certain individuals will try to. Um, 
consider themselves superior because of their more fair skin. Sure. And so, you know, you'll get certain countries that have a higher population of that, and, and that's just where the the stigma comes from, you know? And so certain people hate on other people because they'll say, oh, you know, they think they're more European than the rest of us. And so there's kind of like a feud amongst, like, many. But I, I won't get into that. <laughs> I don't I don't need to school. So, yeah. So, yeah uh, so, look, where does this rank as a Brett Ratner film, like, amongst his catalog? I'm going to have to say that I'm going to disagree with Bauer no matter what he says. <laughs> I, I got this a second myself uh, at the Red Dragon. Uh, so do we count? Are we counting only director or are we counting producer? Well, let's give him director. We don't, yeah, okay. director. Yeah. Um, Were you going to go like double take as number one or what? I was going to go Rush Hour 2 as number one. Maybe. Well, he directed that too. I know. Uh, he directed all three, right? Yeah. I, I know, but I think Rush Hour Two, as we as as we talked about in our, our Rush Hour trilogy episode, uh, mm-hmm. I believe is the the most superior of the films in some ways. Okay, Mike, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Rush Hour One, just because mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna disagree with Bauer, <laughs> and then Rush Hour Two, and then Money Talks. Okay, that's yeah. that's my top three. Oh, Red nice. Dragon, don't sleep on the Red Dragon though, Chris. That's a good point. That is a great movie. What do you mean I don't sleep on? I put it number one. I'm telling everybody oh. not to sleep. On oh, okay. You, you said you, you so said Chris, you go know, don't sleep on it, Chris. I'm like, yeah. what? Number one. As if no, as I, if I, I was meant, the one that didn't mention it whatsoever. No, I meant don't sleep on it, comma, Chris. Oh, okay. Exactly right about Red Dragon. I mean, anytime you've got, uh, uh you know. A, a, a blind woman fighting a serial killer, but falls in love with him. It's a crazy, it's a crazy movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. I was a huge fan of. I think they came out uh, freshman year of high school. Like I think it was like the first movie uh, I saw uh, as a freshman in high school. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like, hey, is, uh yeah, you damn right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> freshman. Yeah, you damn right. Yeah, I was like, all right, you got Edward Norton. Uh, you know, so you got Harvey Keitel, Ray you got Fines. Ralph, Ray Fiennes, yeah, you know, Mary Louise Parker and Bill Duke uh, as a police chief. I'm like, come on, Obviously, right? Anthony he's fucked Hopkins, up. And congrats to Anthony on his recent victory. Uh, uh, Scott, I mean, as the okay, ambassador okay, of race okay. relations. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. See, here's the. Problem I mean, congratulations are right right Mary. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I got to make sure with this uh, episode gets released on time. Here's the problem with the world right now. Uh, all right. Yes, I agree. I agree <laughs> that it right, wasn't what should have happened. But can't we just like two things? Like, can't we also just like Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> like, of course. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that he didn't. Well, we know that he's not a good. Yeah, actor, no one's saying that. Wiggins yeah. and I had a long conversation about this, and Chad was it that long? Snubbed, and that's that's oh. what I'm gonna. I feel like we had a 30 second comp on that part. <laughs> <laughs> It was very short, Mike. It well, wasn't felt, that long. Has there been a posthumous? Well, <laughs> maybe you barely maybe, said anything. <laughs> has there been a posthumous? No, maybe it was best it, actor. Hmm. Has there? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can call it. I mean, look, Anthony Hopkins is close to death, so that's pretty much post Thomas, right? <laughs> like, what, fucking Father Time was the name of the movie. Yo. <laughs> Uh, hey, so look, like, look, Brett Ratner, I, uh, like, as I, like, prepare for this movie, he's had a lot of stinkers. Yes. Like, 
just like for also uh, like and what and also I want to say something really quickly too. Um, as we talk about Brett Ratner and Charlie Sheen, both these guys were sort of uh, cr- crucial figures in Me Too and all. Uh, so I, I want to make sure that we that we acknowledge that there's allegations against them, right? As continued problematic aspects from both of them. Um, but relating to Br- relating to Brett Ratner, he's had some stinkers, right? Out like, look, why I said that you got a movie like Red Dragon, which I thought was the best work he's did, right? And then the Rush Hour films, and I rank this, I still rank this too. I just find it more rewatchable than I do uh, the Rush Hour films. But he has things like Tower Heist, M- Movie Forty Three, Hercules with the Rock. Than X Men Last Stand, um, I am going to say this period is this is legit his pinnacle right now. Just doing between doing this and then the very next movie being Rush Hour, and then I'll excuse that movie, The Family Man, that he did. Uh, it just pretend like it didn't happen, and then being able to produce, uh, you know, he's produced some, yeah, man, you know, some pretty yeah movies, right? Like good shout out to him on doing producing horrible bosses and all, but yeah, he's just War Dog. He, he produced War Dogs also? Yeah, executive producer. Oh, wow. Son of a bitch. Okay. Better producer than he is a director. Yeah, I, I would think I agree with that, actually. <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Like, and I don't, like, I don't know if he has a signature style or if his style is just Chris Tucker. Uh, but, like, the, the difference between, like, uh, what, After the Sunset and, you know, X-Men Last Stand, you know, and then Red Dragon versus Rush Hour, New York, I Love You, and such. All remarkably different movies, but I don't know what it is, but his stuff just, I don't know. There, it seems like there's something that just keeps it from being, like, all-time classic. You know, I think um, this movie illustrates, like you guys said, the um, he came from, like, music videos, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting with music videos is, like, you sort of shoot them... Uh, from my understanding, you're, you're you're sort of you're making a whole story about the song, but you're really shooting sort of each verse or each scene by itself, especially back then. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so, like this movie was, which is really weird. I mean, whoever was his editor as well, I think uh, deserves as much credit as Brett Ratner. But like each, if you watch this, each scene is like very much. It's it's like each scene is sort of its own. Story. Music video, okay. Yeah, like or yeah, like music music video in, in, in a sense. Like you mentioned the um, and we'll we'll you know the 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 uh, the in jail scene with Phase on Love. Like the fact that it took mm-hmm. that long. I mean, that was like a whole day probably of shooting at least just to get that one thing. But I really feel like it is yeah. a lot of like mini stories edited edited together, making this one big story. Edited by Mark Helfrich. I mean, I will. Edited by Mark Helfrich, by the way. Um, I feel like music videos in that era were also a lot more dramatic. And budgets for them were a lot larger. And there was more storytelling. As you opposed to how it is. Uh, they weren't lap dancing Satan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about the music videos that came out around that time. like I'll, I'll throw a few, for example. Like um, the Fuji's Ready or Not. Which had a huge, yeah. I think, had like a million dollar budget, or um, Notorious B.I.G.'s Hypnotize, and they have a similar, you know, car chase scene where, you know, in this case, Biggie and Puffy are driving backward or in reverse, and so the like that, where you have like such a large budget and this expectation to basically film like a mini movie that's 
a music video where you're mm-hmm. telling the story, like Bauer said. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, and, that's a you know that's a good point. You have look, you know look. I, yeah, I, I'd say hey, he, the guy has he's, like, he's not that movies have grow, grossed two billion dollars annually. You know, so movie. he does something. He gets uh, he look. You, if you remember that uh, Eddie Murphy is going to host the Oscars one year with Brett Ratner producing. Brett Ratner got removed, so Eddie left. So he does something to get big stars to want to work with them. Uh, you know. So, like, mad props to him there. I want to talk about someone else in the, here. Uh, Heather Locklear. Yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> first of all, okay. Uh, listen, Mike, I, Mike you're, you're a little bit younger and everything like that, even though you're older than me. Uh, just, you know, your, your years of understanding these kind of things, right? They're just, they're not where mine is, right? Uh, okay. And, and, and so, like, a lot of our other listeners, I was a big TJ Hooker fan back in the day. I will watch reruns, right? And so you got her in a fucking cop uniform, and I was like, please, police brutality me, and just let BLM deal with it at the end, oh. right? Uh, so I was oh. fucking completely going that way, right? And I was also, na- people, no, uh, most, well, actually, I don't think anyone knows, but I was named after a character, uh, Blake Carrington on Dynasty. Uh, that's where my middle name comes from. Um, and she played uh, Sammy Joe on there. So I was oh, destined man. to be a Heather Locklear fan. She's at her absolute fucking prime right here. Just immediately, I see the previews. I was like, "Wow!" Like at, at the time, it was like, "Hey, look!" It was Ashley uh, from Fresh Prince, Hillary from the fucking Fresh Prince, Fancy from the fucking Jamie Foxx show, and Brandy, right? Um, and then Alicia Reyes from uh, not in that order. And then Alicia Reyes from uh, all that. Those are only five chicks. I was like, "All right, these are chicks that I like totally date and get married to." Right? Then Heather Locklear. I see, um, you know, almost, I see a fucking preview. I was like, "Oh." White women are fine. In in that order. Like this is Heather. It's like this Heather. Yeah, it changed my yeah I, yeah. I went from that. Nah, my preferences are all the same. I just added new flavors to it, right? So look. So I was like, uh, you know. <laughs> you know and that yeah. that's that's where you changed yeah. your. So uh, what do you call it? Uh, so I was like, all right, Heather is. I was like, this is amazing. Then uh, you're in California, you're in San Diego, right? Like, <laughs> I think, I think like, oh, these chicks Bauer don't, would they differ. look like trashy versions of Heather Locklear, no, especially I in Oceanside. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> just kidding. We like our Oceanside people. Uh, but, but, look, you know, I, listen, she looked great in here. I don't know what happened to her career. Because, uh, look, uh, listen, I was a 90210 fan. I didn't really care for Melrose Place, but she was fucking that chick, right? Uh, I think she <laughs> was on guy. more episodes of... Melrose Place and any other character was on episodes of Melrose Place or even 90210, which it was a spinoff of, you know. She was just completely killing it. Um, Does this, and then she just disappears, basically. And, like, she essentially, like, she was only in something if, like, Charlie Sheen allowed her to be, right? Like, she was in, two and uh, like, a... Like an episode of Two and a Half Men, and then she was also in... Well, I guess she was on Spin City before he had gotten there, right? Uh, and then was his wife in Scary Movie 3, I believe, right? Or, or Denise Richards was his wife. Never mind. Like, in real life and in Scary Movie 3. She wasn't in Scary Movie. Yeah. Uh, what... I don't know what... Right. Yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. She was in a couple. She was in a couple of episodes of Scrubs. Uh, oof, she was looking good. Oof, you had uh, you Who? had Heather Locklear in those episodes. All right, we can make stop talking about people that aren't in no, Money Talks. Another girl, that's just outrageous. <laughs> is, is, uh, Sarah Chalk. Okay, all right. And I saw her recently too. Sarah. Chalk. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Sarah Chalk. 
She's da she's Elliot Reed. Are you gonna tell us more about Sarah Chalk? I, well, I'm just I'm just I'm talking about hot blo I'm talking about hot blonde women. I think it's relevant. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm. She looks good. So yeah. And next to okay. Heather Locklear. So look, Heather Locklear, uh, Mike. Uh, what do you think happened with her? Like why it fell off or? Like, why she just wasn't in stuff anymore? Yeah, 25-year-old me was, was digging scrubs. Um, I mean, that's a good question. I feel like a lot of it had to do with just maybe what I had mentioned oh, earlier. With like that was a rumor? Motivation for acting going away i mean she's done a lot of projects um and obviously okay. like you know her and charlie sheen had been rumored to have been dating and you know there's a whole falling out with like uh it was a rumor on tabloids that was never really factual i think they were just really good friends from having been in projects together but um I know, like, there are a lot of reports about her and her relationship with Denise Richards like, and how they had, like, yeah, a falling out health? and whatnot. And yeah, I think that's like, what led yeah, to a lot like, of the yeah, rumors. Like, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't see why she wouldn't get more work yeah. in movies. All right, look, I, mean, I, I thought around, coming out of this, like, you know, with, uh, yeah, coming off this right. and coming off what, what you know, she, at the time she would, so I feel was still like filming Marvel's Place, I thought, hey, this would be a huge star. We'd see a lot of things from her. She'd get into the 2000s. She's actually older than Charlie Sheen, and I believe she's actually older than Brett Ratner, if I'm not mistaken, as well. But she always looked great. You know, I only wanted to say great for age. She just always looked great, you know. Uh, so yeah, just fascinating. Wait, no, wait, wait, no. Richie Samboro, yeah. Tom, no, Pam Anderson was married to Tommy Lee. She was married to Tommy Lee. Wait, you're, oh, you know, Scott is right. Sorry, Scott, yeah. Sorry, Scott no, is absolutely right. She was married. I did not know about this. And Tommy Lee. No, oh, I just had to fact check you, and I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yes, yes, you know about it exactly. You start thinking about it, and you're like, oh fuck. Oh okay. Right. Wow. All right. All right. Wait, wait. Tommy Lee isn't it usually like beating very... the chick or something like that? Yeah. No. And it was. Uh, I think it was. All right. So she only likes rock stars, uh, essentially. Like one of the biggest like infidelity. That's how you get the kiss of death at the time. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Richie Sambora, what a fucking king! God, hey, God, hey listen, all right. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. like Bon Jovi. And, I don't think uh, they're the, good. The right? beef between her uh, and uh, Richard. I'd rather be because she started dating. Richard I'd rather be Richie Sambora than fucking John Bon Jovi. I'm sorry, like, think, oh, dude, that guy looks like shit, right? Like, he's never an attractive guy. What a fucking king! Like, straight up. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Well, bad props to them, but fucking Richie Sambora, pro post career, a lot of success. All right, just I fucking mean, killing it. Uh, look, so listen, you know, get, getting back, getting back into this film, right? And let's, we're gonna try to, we're gonna move off of Heather Locklear, as there's not too much to talk about. Like, mad props to them uh, from a casting standpoint and being able to get, uh, you know, Paul, they brought Paul Sorvino on, played uh, Tony Cipriani, of course, playing uh, Grace.
Heather Locklear's character's uh, daddy, and then also with the ability to get Charlie Sheen. Like great casting, obviously for a for a first film. Um, I want to go ahead and get into some of our uh, very, very, very special awards. Uh, so look, uh, everyone, we're uh, we're gonna be doing new awards. We, we're not gonna be calling them topics anymore because we want this to feel special, all right? You know, in, in honor of the Oscars, in honor of all these like meaningless awards that people get, we want to give them something that means something. So we're gonna be calling each of our topics and everything we go through uh, awards now. We're gonna be starting out straight out from the get go. Uh, standout performance. What do you guys got? Say it one more time. It, it was muted, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're muted. You like started. You you were muted. You had started to talk, but you were Tucker muted, and then we down. only heard hands down. Cool. All right. Yeah. Five. Oh, for four, me? three, two, one. Uh, mm. uh, all right. Hold on. I'll put that in as straight up. It. Look, I I think what do you call it? Uh, and, and Scott, it looks like you would put Chris Tucker as well. Okay. Oh, dude, Chris Tucker, hands down. Yeah. Fucking killed that movie. Yeah, he's, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. He's the star. I don't know. What else to say. <laughs> Charlie. Sheen, well, listen. I think just from the get go, it's like you got Chris Tucker singing Barry White, right? And then that opening car wash. Where it's, uh, you know, we, we played it in the trailer, right? Same time. I don't know you. Same time. And even, like, I think back to the, the delivery uh, before that, where the guy goes, I need two floor seats, right? He goes, I need $200. Just that kind of delivery. Like, I, every time I see that, I'm like, this is fucking funny. And, like, I'll show it to people, and they go, I don't get it, right? I'm like, no. Just think about that. He could have easily said, I need $200, right? No, it's the, I need $200, right? Like, mocking the guy, right? Uh, I, you know, you look at that, and then like the bribery. Hey, man, he goes, I'll give you five dollars, right? And he goes, Hey, it's bribery. All right, we're gonna add, talk that in. You believe it? He tried to bribe me, right? Like all of that, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he found out, right? Or like you, you go to like just like the whole that that whole scene. Just hey, look, you go, man. Why don't you try to sign to hide this shit? Y'all can get a nigga caught up. All of, all of that, or uh, man, what the, the fuck cops. you think is going on, man? I'm a businessman, man. I'm trying to come up, right? He goes, Cut, cut, cut. We can't say that. You can't, man, say what? You can't say fuck, man, fuck that. Fuck what? Fuck who, man? You can't say fuck on TV. <laughs> yeah, I was doing <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to call me down here. Now you going to tell me not to talk, man? Right, or he's fucking... <laughs> Yo, he's trying to, like, fucking uh, show off for the camera? <laughs> man, you come up to me. You come up to me. You try to interview yeah. me. You can't, don't tell me how to talk, man. <laughs> Bro, but even even yeah. prior to that, like just his body language, yeah, yeah, is like, hell yeah, that, and then you got like the fucking when they're at his yeah. like just he's kills like, oh, it there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When he's he over at his, uh, even when he's at the apartment, beard, right? You're just watching, right? Just every fucking line he just hits, man. That club, that tub better be clean, you know? Right? Yeah, man. Comes out, man. That club was clean. Good goddamn! What the hell? That's my favorite shoot, man. Don't be mad. I look better than your own shit. Yeah. Yes, white boy. <laughs> Diane Keanu. Man, how the hell are you legend? I never heard of him. Man, how the hell did Italian get a fine ass? How the white man get a fine ass black chick? <laughs> Victor Moan. Mary. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Diane Keanu. Yeah, dude. Man. Fucking that whole scene. Just uh, absolutely. Man. 
Look, I put Paul Sorvino as Mr. Cipriani. She can't say. Uh, he has Scott's very favorite scene uh, where he goes. No, take it all out. <laughs> he goes, I'm Moan. <laughs> looks at him. Victor Moan Jr. So right. Good. First of all, the, the fact that he looks at him, right, he doesn't, like, uh, when he says, I'm Victor Moan, right, he's like, what the fuck? He's incredulous. Then when he says that as the junior, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, this makes a bunch of sense, right? He goes, oh, so you're, he goes, you're Diane Carroll's kid and Vic Damone's kid. Uh, you're half uh, and half and half Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does that. Somehow he can't figure out that this is a fucking hoax. Like, you, like the yeah, mom knows when to get go right, and I don't know if Grace is smart enough to understand, right? We but the dad is just completely oblivious. Hey, uh, he goes, well, tell me what it's like, Jordan. <laughs> tell me what it's like growing up in one of those uh, in, in such a famous household, right? Do you hang out with a lot of other uh, famous people? <laughs> yeah, I hang out. What is it, Scott? I hang out with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Grace <laughs> Sinatra Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. <laughs> Yeah, then he goes, oh, Montebello, a tutti frutti. Where'd you learn to speak Italian uh, like that? Sammy I'm like, this Davis is Jr. fucking Jr. not Italian. Junior Blackman Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he feels it. He feels it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, essentially, Frank Cipriani was basically, like, the dad from Get Out uh, in this like, movie. Just know, beforehand, oh, right? God. Just fucking in love with this guy. <laughs> Comes over to him. Hey, I heard you yelling. <laughs> Is everything okay, Vic? Hold on. What about? Yeah. Nice. Yon, ninety-two. How about Colt forty-five? <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see oh, Paul yeah, Sorvino yeah. in a more like yeah. He was serious but like comedic at the same time because he he plays those mafioso roles. <laughs> yeah, and obviously he was you know coming off of playing Paul Castellano. Yeah, and, and no, yeah. This, I think he got this role in Bullwark you know? because of this. So he know, goes from like up. mob boss yeah, and now call, he's yeah, like call a family yeah, boss. Yeah, calling it straight up. No, yeah. So I put him. Uh, yeah. I put him. But he's like as still, uh, you know, as as my Mister. Uh, what do you call his best performance? I loved it. I'd, I'd be fine with Chris Tucker in there too. So look, we're gonna go with Stone Cold appearance. Again, everyone. Okay. All right. So we got to talk about this scene. All right. Essentially, uh, Chris Tucker goes and gets locked up, and then he's in there with a big black guy, uh, and he's explaining what happened and how he got Faze arrested, and then it's going, "Hey, you put your hand on me," and then the whole time, Phase on Love's just ready to fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Well, they do it like this." <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you gonna stop playing, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they put hands. Yeah, he's like moving it off right then, randomly. Stop like playing, this? man. <laughs> but Chris then, Tucker's reaction as he's telling the story because the whole time he like starts to slide his hand on his, you know, yeah. on his thigh, and he like picks up his hand and like drops it, and he continues yeah. to tell the story. <laughs> it's the perfect scene for him because literally the entire movie. Stop playing. All right. Then when he finally, yeah, when it, then when he finally goes, oh, they get you like this, right? He looks right, and Chris Tucker's eyes are all big. Look at you, man. What the hell you shirt at, man? Guards. Hands on me, man. I'm telling you, it's not even. Yeah. No. After the fact that they ad lib this, just fucking amazing. Like, I yeah. I yeah. There's nothing more that can be said. Put your shirt on. Oh, it's so good. 
Yeah. <laughs> where do you, like? Yeah. Where do, do you, you think even come up with uh, that? Like you're trying to. It's so do you think that he watched? Uh, you think he saw Trading Places and like wanted to, to like, steal that jail scene or what? Like he's so tough. And then where he, and you know where uh, Chris, where Eddie Murphy's <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm a karate man, right? He goes, like, you know, so I went and kicked all these dudes' ass and everything, right? <laughs> he's like, man, how come? How come you a karate man, right? You ain't got no bruises on you, right? Like, it, it looked like they <laughs> fucking based Maybe, it off of that I scene, right? Too. You know? Uh, no, I, look, thought it, thought it was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's oh, a of course, good yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah he's, he's like nappy in this movie, too, just like uh, Billy Ray Valentine. Uh, well, yeah, and every, they were, yeah, I mean, to your point, so, they, no, yeah. they were uh, So, look, you know, I went, I went ahead and put... Uh, wait, Scott, you put this, didn't you? Like, you put that's Bobby Pickett. But, right. Yeah, I gotta say, I loved his performance in this. Uh, there's a swerve at the end. Um, I was pissed about it. Like the, the great Bobby acting job. He came Bobby off as reasonable. As Lieutenant Bobby. Pickett. Yeah, reasonable, likable. Uh, especially in juxtaposition to the other guy or whatever. Just shut up. Like you know that. Like it seemed like that guy's like this guy's gonna end up on a fucking body cam video. It like was. Fucking, you didn't really you know, see it coming. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like, immediately you're like, all right, fuck it. You know, I didn't see it coming. I thought this role was great. Yeah. You know, he was, uh, he seemed like a reasonable him. detective that we've all been asking for people to be. Uh, unfortunately, Derek cops aren't Chauvin. like that. They just aren't. Uh, so, yeah, yeah like, that's why we got what we got. I thought it was a great role and a great change of pace from him being the fucking uh, asshole. Because he's like a fucking, uh, he's just a complete dickbag and fucking die hard, right? Like, fucking just dresses down Carl's Win- Carl Winslow the whole time, you know? Just, yeah. Uh, did you ever think that he could be lying to you? <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it. Yeah, I thought his. Right, I thought buddy, his great in this. He came in. He, he completely kicked glass. ass. Right? It was a complete chair, chair shot. I had gone with uh, my, uh, <laughs> yeah. Michael Wright, who played Aaron. This. This was, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the film, right? Uh, just immediately, like, the very first scene he's in, right? Like, Chris Tucker still is showing that, too, right? He goes on, they got a big dude, right? He's sitting there, man, he goes, I'm here to see Aaron. He's, he goes, he's here to see Aaron, right? He don't know no Aaron, man. How the hell you know? <laughs> Wait, tell him, <laughs> tell him, Frank, tell, man, tell him Franklin is there when he shot, uh, when he shot Day-Day or something like that, or shot Ray, uh, shot Ray or something like that, right? Man, yeah, he goes, tell me he was there when, I, when he shot Ray in MacArthur Park, right? Where he shoot him. Man, in MacArthur Park, you big dumbass. <laughs> he goes. So good. He goes, no, where? He goes, man, he got shot in the buttocks. Everybody yeah. know that. <laughs> he comes in. And you got Aaron. He's just sitting there fucking, you know, he's sitting there. looks like a fucking complete scum in his fucking cheap suit, right? He's there. And then uh, he goes, who's this guy? <laughs> who's a white boy? <laughs> he goes, he's a reporter. What the hell? What's he reporting on, man? You reporting on my lifestyle? And, like, fucking Chris Tucker is trying to, like, go, like, full-on fucking Paul Bear trying to calm mankind down after a match and shit like that, right? Just You just get in and relax, man. Remember Red Light, Green Light? Right? And he's still, like, solely taking the gun off. And then later <laughs> on, when uh, Charlie Sheen talks about the, what do you call it, the, uh... How he did a piece on silencers or whatever, and then he fucking puts a scope on Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that whole yeah, I was like, this is fucking great. And then he comes in with the fucking monster. You know, this should be a Stone Cold appearance, right? But he's in the movie a little bit too more prominently. But he fucking he pulled a Stone Cold at the end of the, the movie, red right? On his yeah. Like they're fucking getting their asses with zipped, right? And he's just there with a fucking rocket launcher, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then puts it in his mouth. That was nasty. Yeah, yeah. not COVID safe. Uh, but what do you call it? Yeah. Just, I was like, all right, this is just fucking great. Yeah, I didn't think we would ever see him again when he, like, like when he goes, oh, if you need some help. <laughs> and hands it to the big guy. Like he hands it to the lollipop. Right, but yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I thought he had killed it, and he was just serious, and he looked dreadful. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. Uh, so we had, so, timeless versus time pass it by. Uh, so, I'll go ahead and let, the, uh, wait, who's, fuck, is this, some of these colors like, are weird. Uh, who's is that? <laughs> I'll, I'll let y'all start. Okay, yeah. Can't get enough of your love. So, I, I said timeless are... For me, Timeless was yeah. like his the first, Barry White reference. His last, his everything. Barry White is iconic. It's all he ever and, wanted. And yeah. from an Isn't older that generation, Barry White? always going to, they're going to hear those Yeah, no, I thought I thought that was an amazing, amazing touch, just up, completely yo, bringing yo, it. Uh, time passes, oh, wait, okay, this is yours, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just read yours, yeah. Is that Barry White? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't crazy. He was actually a serious, decent actor. Yeah. So time time passed by. I'm gonna have to say Charlie Sheen's cohes- cohesiveness, <laughs> man. He was so cohesive in that movie, and then yeah, yeah, like being able to go he's... from A to B to C instead of like A to Q. Yeah, and he's, he's, uh, he's you know, he, he still looks good. You know, he didn't look like he was yeah, like smoked out. Yet. Yeah, well, he, yeah. Tell yeah, tell that to my next there, the very next still, year. You know, fucking... Well maintained. <laughs> it's like, like fuck. Yeah, fuck Richard he Pryor. Still, he he free base. Let me see him. What I let me show him what I can do with coke. Like or uh, go ahead, uh, Scotty. He he hadn't had any. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, seizures. Yeah. Yo, this was like, what's crazy about this? Because this is like yeah. like people think these are buddy cop, like that they think of it as buddy cop, right? So and like at the time, the, that completely dominated it, uh, the scene, right? It was good I in this one that there's, they're not authority yeah. figures, right? They're, like, wanted for murder, all right? Or, you know, and, uh, and like, yeah, you didn't – I don't think you got another one where it's, like, they're not a cop. Or you always get things where there's, like, a bunch of people yeah. or whatever, right? What's up? No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Parallel, yeah. Right? Yeah. They parallel as characters, like like um, you know Char- Charlie Sheen's character. Yeah, he's a reporter, and by the way, remember he's like a reporter who's getting fired Franklin. constantly throughout Franklin. the entire movie, and and so like he, it, but he's he's like trying to elevate yeah. his lifestyle, right? But that's exactly what 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 Chris is doing the whole movie, right? Like he's trying to yeah, fr- sorry Franklin Franklin Hatchet the whole time is trying to elevate his lifestyle. And you kind of you they're like so combative at the beginning, but that's what I love about the whole. It has that whole character. Yeah. Of no, I thought this was great. Like you know, number one, neither of them were macho. You know, first. there was no Mike Lowry of this. You know, there was no whatever Robert Downey Jr.'s worthless character was from Due Date. Um, you know, there was no fucking uh, what do you call it, Steve Martin from Plane Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right. They were both kind of inept. Right. Sort of True. luckily skating by. Right. Yeah. It, of course, yeah. But, like, you got Charlie Sheen, right? He's a complete dope. I'm about to get shot, right? And then the, the medulla, I'm gotta. Tell him to shoot you in the medulla, I'm gotta. You want to feel 
right? Like, you know, so he can't fight. He can't use a gun. Uh, he looks clueless when he's fucking doing the grenade thing, right? Like, I'm like, this guy's going to blow him. Fuck it, so. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. Oh, Chris Tucker? Well, no, Franklin was, like, he was in up two or whatever, right? But he was a little bit more resourceful than, right? And, but he was still, like, he would have got his water. ass whooped by if he tried to fight any of the French guys hand-to-hand, oh, right? Helicopter. You know? Helicopter, uh, yeah. You had put, speaking of French guys, Scott. Yeah. I thought he just said yes. <laughs> then James, yeah. Gaston. Right. <laughs> yeah, this just, yeah, yeah I, yeah. So the time passed yeah. by. <laughs> like this, is, first uh, of all, like first of all, the, the French guy being <laughs> tough, like that's got to be pre like French, Napoleon. That's got to be like Napoleon times guy. only, because like World War Two kind of <laughs> and he put, all he, that. He put tough in quotations. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get a Jerry exactly. Well, it's like in the movie <laughs> was it genre, about the you had like Cole? French connection that was like they were kind of okay. tough uh he didn't even play the their toughest dude that i can think of uh was that <laughs> no not in this movie i'm saying just like in movie uh uh movies wow, okay, in general yeah. And he, oh, wow, he is yeah. French, That's, yeah, I believe, just, yeah, does, yeah, but, this bit. Uh, Wait, does, uh, well, does, do, do our Belgian friends count uh, as French or no? Gene Reno, but in Leon okay. the Professional, he okay. played an right. Italian. Okay. So it's like, Felicia. that's how, like, not tough they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they don't, okay, so they don't even get the hockey players or Little Wayne, huh? The hockey players or Little Wayne. No, that's the no. point. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's like saying like people from like right. Quebec. Hey, yeah. Someone feel some French. type of way about That's, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I agree. First of all, let's talk about the villains in this, though. Uh, so, look. Or or George St. Pierre. Yeah, they were first. No, they definitely. Yeah, like the 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 main. I don't, I don't know who the, who you call the main guy or whatever. Uh, but I guess like the guy that he's going to j- uh, jail with, right? Uh, I, I hate uh, it. What do you call it? Uh, I, I don't. Bad. What's uh, Raymond Villard or whatever, right? Okay. First of all, that guy was a fucking shit. Like, I've met, like, a few people uh, that look like that guy or whatever, so trash, right? And then just his whole arc, like, first of all, they don't they don't speak English, all right? Like, and so that yeah. takes, that, that does yeah. take me away. Uh, and then it's just, like, their, their whole thing is, like, hey, we're going to get these diamonds. I don't understand why they needed to blow up the, like, blow up the bus to get them out, or why couldn't they just get somebody else to get the fucking diamonds? Dramatic. Um, so remember, mm-hmm. no, no, no. After that scene, that's true. But remember, after that. Well, scene, I understand that, but why couldn't they? The why couldn't? Why did they need to break say, him out in order to get uh, those diamonds? What so. happened to the supplier? And they say he got oh, okay. Too. Okay. I always thought the other guy was. I always thought the other guy was in charge because he was in the trunk a little bit more effective and didn't get arrested. Uh, like what? What? Like what did he do to get arrested though? Like uh, he's the like, boss. The he's the boss. They needed to break him out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was there's very little backstory about Villard. That was kind of one of the uh uh only detractors of the movie. But but like this is this is what I'm saying okay. French bad guys. Like if this was if this guy was like a Russian 
or like uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. radical, I don't know, whatever you're supposed to call it, um, right. a terrorist or whatever. Scott, like, what Scott, movies, what's the the origin of your last name? Too, but like I'm saying, in movie, like those are tropes that we. Understand. I know what your last name is, so what's the origin? The tough yeah. French guy thing. Like I don't think anybody gets it ever. Like we're like what? <laughs> it just didn't. Bauer. It's uh right, right, right. But it's spelled B O W. It's not German. So Bauer. It's in it's a Americanized Anglo. But it would be okay, so it would mainly be that's why that's why the, the hate for the French, right? It's like this is some European coal so coalition uh beef do, still happening. No, I have a pending uh no because <laughs> you're going off on it. So right, okay. <laughs> uh so look, you know, I yeah. Oh well yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. Not the only Fuck reason that. to hate the French. There's four million reasons to hate the French. <laughs> Bauer was one of the guys I was petitioning yeah. for freedom fries as opposed to French fries. Yeah. Well, so actually, no. Here's what it is: Kylian Mbappe just beat. Yeah, my I didn't know that they were. I didn't even know it was well, pronounced that way. I thought it was. And I'm just very sad about. Well, they've still got another PSG round to go. No, they're out of the Champions League. Bayern. We, we definitely got to release this episode. <laughs> I, wasn't paying, I wasn't paying attention to that one because I fucking hate Chelsea and I know they uh, tied with Real Madrid. They did today. That was a good game. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so look, uh, shout out to Gerard Ishmael who played Raymond Villard because he was so unlikable and disgusting, but he did give us one of the funniest scenes. Uh, so shout out to Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Yes, would you shut up, man? What the hell wrong with you? Okay, I'll sit down, right? He tries to move, and he goes, let's go to the back. No, he fucking grabs him, fucking completely throws him in the chair while he's still handcuffed. Yeah, yeah, he from the French front of cop there. Very good. All our people over there. (laughs) Then you got that dude, the fucking, that black dude. He's like, all right, let's sit right here. They're like just arguing back and forth or whatever. What did he say? He's fucking sticking Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> What's that you claim? Yeah. What did he go? Oh, chocolate boo, right, man? Oh, that's no, so chocolate boo, you too. <laughs> yeah, just fucking classic. <laughs> no, yeah. Tra- uh, What's that you claim? <laughs> 15 million dollars? We split it three ways. Seven for me, seven for you. You've you been tripping all day. <laughs> you get what I left. You've been tripping all day. Uh, everybody in. 15, 15 million? <laughs> yeah. Can't get a kind of brother in. Yeah, I just love the part where they're all hugging and then he goes and grabs <laughs> them and he hugs them too. He's like, everybody all good? Everybody safe? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. I didn't hear nothing about no yeah. 15 million, no Jaguar at the auto show. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What do you call it? Okay. Yeah. So what do we got here? So I wish them nothing but the worst. <laughs> I went ahead and went with the detective picket because he like, broke my yeah, heart. I thought he was going to be on the street. Like all right. Just completely surprised me. Went fucking turncoat. Went full serpico. Fucking shoots his fucking stupid ass fat partner. Or not fat, but like clearly dad bod partner. Right. With, with... Yeah, he shot him. Yeah. He went, yeah. He fucking went. Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So he actually... Yeah, he fucking turns his back on his partner, right? And then just, uh, frankly, give us a diamond, Except right? One, and then, bam, <laughs> caps his partner. Yeah. Well, no, because Serpico, he got shot in the head, but he survived. All right, and then now Paul Gleason's dead, so we don't, we, there's not, we can't ever see any comeuppance. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, complete scum. Never trust a guy named Yeah, there's nothing likable about him. Yeah, he's fucking uh, so, scarred up face, fucking him, red eyeballs, fucking Miles character like, looks Ray like Darth Looks like Darth Maul without just, horns. Just fucking. He played the perfect yeah. villain because you just fucking hated him from the beginning. Just his face. Yeah, absolutely nothing yeah. likable. <laughs> His attitude. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Le- was it Lemire or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Like he was like a hateable. Uh, 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 what was the what was the candelabra in uh, Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> oh, what? She's a yeah, Karen. Lemire. <laughs> like, like he was a hateable Lemire. <laughs> um, I had Connie Cipriani, the mom. Okay. Uh. She was just pointless. She, she was responsive to him, though. She was like, she had like life given to her. Yeah, when he's playing with her feet, the itsy bitsy better with her feet or whatever. She was liking She's that. And then Franklin came, who's like super romantic <laughs> and amazing and happy and obviously okay, rich, right. kind of, but like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, when when he real when housewives he of Karens her like or a what? Yeah. Yeah. She was a. Yeah. I just love that she like she was up not up for the hustle. That she tells him how many times I have to tell you call me. Yes. If it was more like modern. Call me Connie. Don't call me Bob. Call me Connie. Yeah. He's kind of a failure. Bro, he got fired from it. Dude, he got fired from his job, which means that there was performance issues already. Um, you know, Charlie Sheen the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes, I worked hard for this. Man, you worked yourself as a rich pussy. Yes. I mean, James Russell, he was a, he was a hustler. <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, That's what they said when they were pulling up. Oh, man, yeah. look at you. You hustling. <laughs> <laughs> man, you got one of those big old Burger King Taco Bell eating bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're about to get married and yeah. retire. Yeah. yeah, right? Then he's like whispering something to her. Right? No, look. The, uh, no, all right. So, Con- all right. So, Connie takes a... Uh, yeah. Poor Connie. Yeah, exactly. uh, best moment. Never mind. We did. Okay. Hey, what's that? Uh, hold on, hold on. We forgot the hey, was that? Yep. Oh, um, yeah. So, Bauer, you're going to like mine. Man, I don't know money, man. He lied. He lied. Damien Chapa, who played Carmine, who was a local mobster, if you remember from the beginning. Yeah. He's the one that uh, yeah. basically so gets hustled for the – he wants a front row tickets. I want, I want two first row tickets. And then he comes back in the yes, car and he, also he hops played in before Street he Fighter. gets arrested, remember? Yep. Um, yeah. But Damien Chapa. did the car wash. Damien Chapa is uh, better known for playing Miklo mm-hmm. from Blood and Blood Out. Yes. True. But he's yes. better known for Miklo. Anybody? Miklo! Isos <laughs> is my home too, Gwen! Anybody from uh from my community will best remember him as Miklo, and yes. from Bauer's community because he knows who he is as well. Yes. Give me that chon chon. 
Um, no, that's a great call. And actually, that's such a good scene too. Uh, where's my money? From? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with Elise Neal as uh, Franklin's you. wife, Paula. Uh, I think that this was her first role, then she did Rosewood, maybe, and then How to Be a Player after this. And then the Hughleys. So good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then she, then she went on to be in a Logan for some of our non-black uh, listeners who probably yeah. make up the most. Cause I, black I remember her well me. from How to Be a Player. So, yeah, they just said they like fuck Trey, you stupid motherfucker. Said we want more black films, even though we've done more black films in every other genre. Yeah, and more black TV shows. So, um. <laughs> damn. <laughs> they don't know who he is, so they yeah they they just yeah they just avoid me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Our our black our black listeners they show love. Like they, they they ask us, they, they do ask us to do more black black properties, and I go I feel like there's black leads in most of the stuff we do Good. Uh, but Elise Neal she was also in Logan uh, for our non-black listeners uh, but yeah we know her from How to Be a Play in the Heat <coughs> brought the heat uh, so that was a hey was that because I think I don't remember anything else in this except playing a hooker in Malcolm X I agree with that so yeah really quickly though we've got a new one we gotta talk like this movie uh, this movie had some drama there was some contention they are even physical Altercation. All right, we got a new category there. Right, cue it up, gentlemen. <clears throat> Standing there, mentally exhausted, just pissed at you. Chances are my hate is nothing. Fists are cocked back. Direct attack. If you're mad as I am. You will choke. I want that smoke. Guys, so look, fight scene. Uh, Someone put Franklin versus James. Uh, This is me, Franklin versus James, arguing in the car about how each of them acts. So, I thought this was just drama and good tension building before a really funny scene also, but it's simply... Uh, James is like, yeah, and he goes, look, you the one that went came and got me, man. He goes, you know how much money I was making down there at the car wash? What, about a buck, buck 45 or something like that, right? Watch your ass, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. <laughs> he goes, I'll pop you. They call me snap, they call me snap, crackle, pop. Because I was... <laughs> right? And then he goes, look, he goes, he goes, I already know you one of those little desperate ass white boys, <laughs> right? And there's that back and forth that they're arguing, just fucking classic. Uh, I thought they were going to kind of blows, uh, especially when he goes like, or the other scene where he goes, hey, he goes, uh, he goes, bullshit, I'll kick your ass, man. Like you did. Oh, no, they were still in the car when he said this. He goes, uh, he goes, man, he goes, Julius, I'll fuck you up, right? He goes, man, like you did over the dot. Ha, I'll beat your ass. All of that. That fucking confrontation. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, white boy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yes. Stupid motherfuckers with guns kill scene. people. Yeah. I love the dock scene, the very first one. He flips him over, throws him in there. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I fucking like, yeah. All that. For? Like their altercations, oh, right? Where it's like they're gonna blow, right? Or when he comes back to him. Oh yeah, homie dog on the fly, get, Jesus. What the fuck does that kill. mean? He's like, All of those scenes, absolutely love them. This great fights. Like we there's not a lot of not a ton of I don't think there were any fist fights in this, were there? So good. Like serious one, like I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like think back and yeah, a lot of guns. Yeah, like this. 
not Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of guns. Yeah. A lot of a lot of cops. Well, no, no, those are French guys. The French guys did that. Chris Tucker. Because he came out in his robe. Like, did he live the there? Diner. I'm assuming. Like, like destroyed. Yeah, okay, so he comes out his robe. The French guys killed him. But no, uh, yeah, Scott's talking about earlier when like Franklin first escaped and he goes to a diner and yeah. then there's two cops and they're looking at the report yeah. and then they see Chris Tucker and he's like, man, he's like shaking his head like, damn, man, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's TV. Yeah. He, yeah, he escaped, yeah. It's not even a report. It's a TV report on a TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a, all right, so I have a quick like question about that, too. They hadn't even gotten... Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, I have a question about that. How like long went commercial. between when he got arrested and when he got sent to... Start unloading. Look, okay, was this supposed to be jail or prison? <laughs> That's the most realistic scene in the movie, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so there, we saw no judge. Um, look, this is the '90s. This, uh, Twenty minutes had happened since he escaped, uh, and they already right had like, yeah, oh, all right, we are like the, some of the pacing in this, right? And I understand it's a comedy movie, and it's only uh, ninety-eight minutes or ninety-six minutes in runtime. Some of the pacing, like, there's some uh, things. That I'm like, well, I yeah, I, it's just sort of I uh, we don't what the hell he was he he got arrested and sent to prison for yeah. being a ticket scalper. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's like, fuck this. <laughs> she goes, uh, She goes. we got a lot of those people in, in jail. No, yeah, like. Yeah, your girl Kamala. <laughs> 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 Talk to this black wife. She thought she was better than me because I have a white husband. Fuck her. <laughs> Way to shoot what I do, that motherfucker Franklin. Look, I, yeah, I. so some of that like, was, it didn't make sense. Like and black, then, like, he escaped. Man, and then they automatically have every dental records for every burnt up body. Yeah, on that bridge. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. then people's like being caught on fire from yeah. like uh also oh, uh well, let's I keep mean, one thing like the, Franklin too. and like, uh what's his face Villard would have been dead during the explosion. Up, like they ducked down to avoid the fire and then all of a sudden all right, yeah, we can just fucking crawl out of here, right? Yeah, Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, because it wasn't going to blow up or because it was... Because they, they still went through... They went through the whole oh, fucking yeah. bus or whatever. You know what I mean? So wouldn't they still... Because well, they basically escaped the fire because they ducked down, though, yeah, right? Yeah, front seat. Con Air. Yeah. They had, had a funnier black guy. They had a funnier black guy. Right. Yeah. What was a better? What was a better prison escape scene? This or okay with the roll, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. Connor. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right, oh, you're right, yeah. Okay, good point, I mean, good point. Yeah, uh, Connor. Wait, you know what? Fugitive had a better. Funnier one. in real life, but the roll. It's led to an epic monologue. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to say roll. Hey, wait, yeah. wasn't the wasn't the cop who gets shot in here in the fugitive also? <laughs> the wait, the who? It was an epic monologue. Dad in the middle. <laughs> wait, he was in. Wait, the dad in the middle. You said it was in Money Talks. Uh, no, that's the dad in the middle. Well, there's a lot of people dad in the future, not the just middle. the dad in the middle. No, the, the guy. In, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, the dude who plays the uh, the partner who gets shot in this or whatever. He was in the Fugitive and in U.S. Marshals. No, it was in the Fugitive. Yeah, so it's uh, what do you call? It? I, yeah, I don't. 
remember what his character, I think he was just like a worthless detective, sort of like this. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Um, nevertheless, uh, so what do you, uh, let's go to the next, yes. let's go to the yes. next award you're here. Right, you're right. Uh, so we went with best moment. What did you, what did y'all have? The worst. Yeah, okay. The car chase scene. Yeah, that, that car, the that car, car chase was hot. scene yeah, after the auction is the best moment of the movie. Fantastic! Wasn't the car? Wasn't the car? Um... It's an old Jaguar. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, they drove mm-hmm. through parts of LA, and I, I feel like that yeah. kind of gave it more of like a distinguished setting because you know a lot of people will relate to like the mm-hmm. car chase scene and like for example Fast and the Furious one where they go through like Echo Park. But this one, I feel yeah. like, had just as, you know, had a better, like, setting for yeah. it. They yeah. go through the historical Also, I want to give a shout-out to movies such as Terminator 2, Money Talks, and then video games like GTA 5 that somehow don't, I don't have know LA that doesn't have <laughs> like, traffic in the it. The fact that a classic car like that just got, like, pummeled, you know? Yeah. Let's get in. Let's let's see. You know, I think we should go see if we can all go in on a uh, XK140. The thing's fucking hot, yo. Like, <laughs> okay, we're gonna get this later. Swag, yo. That was a, it was I a roadster too, wasn't it? Oh fucking yeah, dude. Uh, just yeah, fucking yeah. He was like just panties were just fucking dropping uh, during that fucking chase. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You get all the yeah, fucking ghost bitches yeah, like just fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tight. <laughs> pull, pull up. Well, well what other car was pretty dope? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, I thought you were talking about Charlie Sheen's car. I was like, what the fuck timeless. We should have included the cars. In yeah. The okay. Yeah, that's a good point. In this movie, yeah, fantastic. Uh, wait, Gra- Princess Grace Kelly? Oh yeah. Uh, oh, okay, nice. Pr- Princess yeah. Grace's car was right before that. It was the, that Mer- uh, that Mercedes, right? That exactly, silver one. Yeah. That Mercedes, yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. He's I, I love that. Yeah. I love that Oxford scene, right? Where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hand, yeah. yeah. All right. What do you call it? What is the with a Paul Servino or whatever is like? Fl- I think he, he flips him off or whatever, right? And just the auctioneer, right? <laughs> the auctioneer, her reaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the auctioneer's reactions to it. Oh, all right. <laughs> He just yeah, I, no, I, I, I absolutely love that scene, right? Because, like, what do you call oh, it? Uh, yeah. Paul Sorvino doesn't understand and why uh, he's making the motion, right? And then he's like, oh, this guy, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, what do you call it? Uh, all right, so going, ne- all right, so next up. So we went uh, funniest scene. He's I like, think we talked in probably like, I don't know. Oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry, yeah. I'm doing a shitty job hosting right now. Oh, sorry. My best. My 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 best scene. No, all good. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. No, I like the heist. Uh, yeah, we'll edit whatever that out. Uh, I like the heist. Yeah, they show up. The final yeah. scene. Uh, <laughs> Two a.m. at the Coliseum. Just every. Every character from the entire movie basically meeting up yep. to get the to get the diamonds. It was just it was so dope. 
You even had, had Barclay. Uh, you had the gangsters. You had the French gangsters. Yeah. You had the cops. <laughs> How did he you not had, die, by the uh, way, in this? Uh, yeah, Damien, yeah, yeah, the mobster. Yeah, Miklo, exactly, the mobster. You had... Uh, oh, the, isn't that the first Barclay, scene? Exactly. Yeah. Barclay no, Barclay, so... Then, uh, uh, yeah, just... Uh, man, what do you got? He needs to take... Because I got the Phantom of the Opera. Phantom yeah. of the Opera? <laughs> yeah, oh, Franklin the Opera. It's culture. Man, black people don't want to see this shit. You <laughs> yeah. got the damn Luther Vandross. Some bad. <laughs> man, you making me look bad. Phantom <laughs> yeah. of the Opera. So what? All right. So did Franklin work? Culture <laughs> Does, all right, does Franklin work for him? Or what? You're making me look bad. Everybody complaining about this shit. Next time I come here, give me some good tickets. <laughs> I'm talking about Luther Vandross. Okay. I'm talking about... <laughs> okay. No, I think okay, gotcha. Like, all right, yeah. What, what was that guy's name? He's not Barclay. The, Bar I got it mixed up. Barclay is the yeah, fucking is reporter, uh, yeah, is what's-his-name's boss, works that, fires him, right? Who... Best character in the movie since he fucking fires James Russell. Uh, but yeah, whoever that fucking old... Okay, yeah, the Bernie Sanders guy that... Uh, what's his name gets the tickets from? Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Okay. Right. Yes, David David Warren. He's rolling? Okay. Well, he does, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, you're right, you're right, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, he played a, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, you're right. He plays Roland, no? Roland. Larry Hank okay. Hank Hankin. 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 Yes. Because he comes yeah. back in the Coliseum the scene as well. Bitch, right? It's a. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. My, my my man came out there with fucking. He's he's as old as LBJ in the same damn height. All right. Just fucking. Yeah. I'm a tall son of. I'm a tall son of a bitch, but I felt knee high into a titty with you around. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, all right. So what? Do we, okay. So, but what did you go with? Uh, Mike, yeah. what did you go with for? You went with the. You did the car chase. Uh, Scott did the heist. Uh, for myself, the my favorite is just that the the part that it starts when they go to the uh, phone booth at the club. Was that Club Hell or not Club Hell? That's the fucking one from Bad Boys. Uh, whatever club that they go to where they see the red dragon because they knew the red dragon logo or whatever. Uh, so when they go there, like the starting part of the scene where they're fucking arguing, uh, like first. James Russell comes up, talks about how he's a reporter, and they go, "Oh, you're a reporter." Yeah. And then he like closes the door, and then uh, fucking Franklin clowns, and he goes, yeah. "Man, I got this. Yeah. Come here." Yeah. Then he comes over, he goes, "Man, y'all remember me? You fired me last week." There's a fucking bomb, right? Charlie Sheen's trying to break into the fucking what do you call it? He's trying to get into the thing, and then Franklin's trying to keep him out. That whole thing is funny. And then when he goes, "Look, watch this," and then everyone he goes, "You done it? You fucking done it!" And then everyone. Uh, leaves out, and then that's when that leads to the shootout inside the deli, right? And, like, they chase him down that alleyway for some reason, and then there's a car waiting, and somehow they're able to make out who the who, that it's Franklin or whatever in a dark-ass alleyway, right? And then they continue to follow them into a... Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then he follows them into the, that deli or whatever, the convenience store shootout, you know? And I'm just like, fucking A. Like, not a good time to be a small yeah. business owner in L.A. with these fucking... He was smiling. Convenience store and diners getting shot. Uh, no, I I just love I, I just love that scene. I just absolutely love that scene. I thought it was a great moment because you get you got yeah. some humor and then you get like some dread and danger, right? Because I didn't think like when I first saw this, I didn't think we'd see the French guys again <coughs> because I was dumb. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I didn't see I didn't think that we'd see them again after they shot at him in the what do you call? It? I thought there's gonna be some other villains or whatever, right? Because like yeah, that whole right. scene at the fucking house. I'm glad right? They came back though. 
Well, I know, but I'm saying, but like they have the whole scene at the house, and then when he leaves and he goes back to his parents, uh, not to his parents, right to his uh, girlfriend's house or fiance, pregnant fiance's house, right? You don't hear anything about the French guys. There's no scene of like them doing like bad guy stuff or anything like that. And then, so it's like you haven't seen them in like 30 minutes or maybe 20 minutes. This movie's kind of short, but maybe you haven't seen them in 20 minutes, right? And then that comes up, right? I thought they'd gone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I thought we'd have other villains until we, they showed up with the they Aladdin looking dude and coming out the club. James Russell basically too, like. After uh, all right. The, so funniest right, scene. Right. It was that scene, and then the car, and then the. I think car we've off. done a lot of these already. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Aladdin looking dude is the, the funniest. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking funny one. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with the Vic Damone Jr. scene Paul when he's Sabrina. in the shower because his commentary as yeah. he's watching this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one? That Okay, when you wrote it originally, I wasn't sure if you meant that one or when he's talking to uh, Frank Cipriani. Uh, yeah, Paul Servino. Yeah. Cipriani yeah. about yeah true uh, yeah okay the, uh what do you call it Fa- all right so then uh, scott the you went ahead with the phase on yeah, love they so put hands good. on you i mean i'm not gonna repeat it because you guys yeah. already basically uh, said it mine's... earlier yeah he's shaving what that they put their hands on you which yeah we talked about that put hands on you where <laughs> question for you guys though would that scene be Considered so what do you mean? Would it be culturally appropriate to standards? Well, what's wrong uh, with that? on love, basically playing, you know. Oh, the way that he like, I was gonna say, like, what's the culturally appropriate part? Like the culture of inmates, or what? Well, because he's he's playing a gay inmate. Okay, I, I'm just trying to be controversial here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could, yeah, he could have been fucking. Yeah, it could I mean, be your boy Chris from fucking Oz or something like that, or fucking. Uh, very true. I thought he was way more. Yeah. I thought he was way more of a gentleman than he could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was actually listening, you know. Like he yeah. actually listened. Look, he, he could have been like one of the the, the what do you call it the uh the what, what are they called the 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 brothers sisters the sisters brothers from uh what do you call it from Shawshank you know so. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, so he was. What do you call it? Yeah, so he could have been like them, you know. Uh, no, I, look, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's culturally appropriate, you know. I mean, yeah, they should be fine. Uh, all right, Keanu Reeves oh, acting God. in monologues. This, this is a new. This is a new award that we're giving out for terrible speaking, delivery, oh, acting, yeah. scenes, the whole, <laughs> the whole nine. All right, that's uh, what's that. What's, you know, what's that song that you were doing that sings it helps you it helps you pitch out there uh, here we'll all do it with you I, I love know, it when you call Kung me Big Pop <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah two thirds of us do two thirds of us <laughs> yeah, all I'm picturing are like those memes of Keanu Reeves face too like. yes <laughs> By the way, we love Keanu Reeves. We are big Keanu Reeves fans here. <laughs> okay, as a human being, Keanu one third Reeves, of us. As a human being, Keanu Reeves is undeniably awesome. 
Secondly, he's got the greatest. Let's just call Will Smith blunders. He is legitimately not that <laughs> yeah. good of an actor, but he gets some of the best roles yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without being uh, a good actor, like how, how do you do that? You get Neo in the Matrix. It's... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he well, he was in that. Speed. Yeah. What movie was he in with well, him? He's, he's paired up with like some of the ultimate like, great that? actors of all time that help him get through stuff. Patrick oh, okay, Quaid, gotcha. Word up. All right. Example. Word up. Uh, uh, all right. So, yeah, look, yeah, I nominated yeah, Elise Neal for this. First of all, she yeah. was over the top. Like, I just Jeez. thought, uh, like, first of all, they were trying to like, yeah, make her a stereotypical awesome. black chick yeah, or whatever, was, right? Yeah. Like, when the cop tells her to shut up, and then she goes, oh, no. And then she, like, follows him, then nothing fucking comes from that. Like, she doesn't tell him off or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I just, like... <laughs> Like, yeah, she's, like, pregnant or whatever, right? She wasn't, like, mm-hmm. non-stressed out or, like, chill or anything like that, right? I thought it was just ridiculous. <laughs> so, for our listeners, Okay, Chris gotcha, all right. Loved Heather Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, it's fine. It's all good. You don't. No, his, uh, you don't. You don't, you don't we don't have to say. I'm kidding with me. We won't do. I'm kidding with anyone else. Realm. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have. I have to give you a hard time. Uh oh. I will say this. James Russell. No, I will say this though. Like Franklin with his woman. Like at least he had her a little bit on lock. Like fucking. What? James. She was no, kind of a doormat. Like, yeah. Uh, you're you're and on your own with somebody. Times, no, and she was 10 times. Okay, all right. James Russell, he was what? like flawless <laughs> around fucking Heather Locklear's character the entire time. Like. Okay. Well, listen, dude, he, he got some. He, he, look, he fucking worked point. his way into that's some my, rich pussy. Yo, you didn't want to leave that, right? By blowing it like, hey, this fucking black guy's a criminal, right? And I'm trying to help him to fucking get back a job. Like. A local reporter. Was that the only station in the fucking <laughs> in the city? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. What scene was that? Channel Twelve. No, because remember he goes. Oh, I just thought. Fired, oh, right? okay. Uh, I thought he just. 12. I thought he only corrected him and told him what his name yeah, was. He'd already been fired from the. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, had silly ass. Oh, you had all silly ass <laughs> report. <laughs> And he just goes, like, James Russell. Very first, yeah, very first. Oh, okay, gotcha. At the all car right. wash, yeah. Gotcha, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, so he couldn't get another job, so he's like, all right, I gotta, yeah, mm. okay. <laughs> uh, what do you, uh, who do y'all? Channel 12, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> End of his rope. Yeah, so, in this. So in this, yelling, you yeah. Did he think okay he's playing like a? I had uh, Daniel Robux, dad bod, uh, cop, mm-hmm. killed, whatever guy. It was just so. Re- I fucking yeah. hated that guy. Yeah, yelling at so elite. So elite. Okay. <laughs> Elise Neal, she's pregnant. Yeah, that you're right. Yeah. Well, lady, get out of the way. Idea. Shut up. <laughs> and they come in. And oh, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I haven't seen him. Oh, yeah, there's like, yeah, I, like, yeah, he, he was over the top, Jesus. like, even like, yeah, okay, yeah, oh my God. well, uh, here, 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 yeah, also, here's a weird thing, like, he was, suppo- like, 
One thing that didn't make sense is like maybe this is a, a part I of directing or the screenwriting. The he too, figures yeah. out yeah. that the case <laughs> like, is well, deeper than Franklin, right? But we had seen no actions or activities up in there that showed that he had gumption, you know. Right? And so he's like yelling at what he call it, and he's like super incensed, shooting first, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden, oh, well, I think that these, look, look at this, right? And I'm like, how the fuck did that guy figure it out? Like, he seems to not yes, do any correct. policing yeah. except just shooting and yelling, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mike, what do you got? Exactly. Yeah. It was like, bing, bing, bing. oh, check this out. <laughs> like, it's like a light bulb. It made no sense. Um, so I got the vault scene with um with Aaron, and um, it wasn't really necessarily that it was like bad monologue. It was just you know Russell's yeah. talking about <laughs> you know, on my lifestyle silencers, and he's just talking too damn much for being in a situation. Yeah, I would have. Well, I would have put a fucking Alan. For, I would have put an Alan from the Hangover when Mike Tyson. Does a fucking he goes, like I think I'm gonna leave. Me. I think that would be yeah. that. I would pull one of those. <laughs> they just yeah, walk around randomly like, in the back. Not say anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, I think he kind of said that with you know him yeah. pointing the laser okay, yeah. at his forehead. Uh, next, next award. This is the really Leon Let Mistake Award. We also call it the Dak Prescott, forehead, Felix Jones, Julio, Julius Jones. We also call it the Des Bryant. What it's it, rude to interrupt the host. Uh, Michael Irvin, uh, Jay Novacek. Jason Nobody Witt and uh, Jerry Jones' life. Cowboys coaching decisions mistakes award. Okay, all right. Absolutely Call it not. The Cowboys fans mistake award. Uh, Leon Lett is very None famous for being a player who uh, ruined some moments when he was showboating in the Super Bowl. They could have gotten the Garrett Super Bowl record, but he was showboating award. and he fumbled the ball because a guy who's much faster than him, which is pretty much anyone on the field, because there's that's just how it is. And he also went and messed up a Thanksgiving field goal kick by touching the ball and giving the Wait. just a tragic player. Leon Lett mistake award. So this is for people that just do dumb things, right? So James Russell, go ahead. Yeah, yep, yep, straight up, yeah. Yeah, also a lot of interceptions in the playoffs also, against good teams. Tony Romo, Tony Romo yeah. dropped. Yeah. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a poll. Uh, our social media guy's mad, so he's probably not gonna put the poll up uh, about if we should change it made to Tony Romo mistake. He's like gone hits, quiet too. Maybe that hits more exactly. Maybe that hits more home to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so I put James Russell uh, for someone. That, look, this is one of my pet peeves with a lot of films where they got someone yeah. that they need to Don't keep close to them, like Jack Cates in Forty Eight Hours <laughs> when he loses Reggie for like essentially a whole fucking day. Um, James Russell doesn't really do a good job of keeping an eye on the perp who he needs in order to get his job back. Like, Franklin disappears repeatedly, and, like, James will go talk to his wife. Franklin's gone. 
<laughs> James ducks into a room without anyone knowing, and only uh, Mr. Cipriani knows what's going on, right? Uh, he also just leaves willingly, and he's able to, like, he's, he runs down the stairs, and then James comes after him, but, like, he, if, like, Franklin didn't turn around, he could have just gotten away. Uh, that happens repeatedly in here, and it's just shit, like, shitty. Like, you need this person in order to save you. Keep him by you. Handcuff him, right? We already know he can't get out. You know, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm just going to trust this guy who we, I went and got in trouble for uh, scalping tickets. I'm going to trust that he's going to be honest and like me. Yeah. No, no, like, no, like, street skills at all. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just worthless. James Russell's just worthless. And, like, fuck. I, like, I see why he doesn't have a job. into the lap <laughs> of the... The did he get his job back at the end when he does that little tape? Because I know he has a microphone. Where the fuck did he get that from? And where did the Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he finally did one good thing at the end. But yeah, I would. I I actually agree with you. Um, I basically I've said this a couple of times. But, uh, yeah. yeah, mostly it's just uh, James Russell's empty nutsack. Uh, the whole movie. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> I mean, he's doing James something Russell. right because he got James great Ru Cipriani. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. James Russell. Maybe, maybe yeah. he gets uh, it for a couple years. Mike. I don't know. Knocks her up. It's all good. Um, but still. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Method. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he I'm fucking goes back that. there too. <laughs> Not just he call, he goes back there. Uh, so for me, it was Franklin calling his girlfriend Paula. James Russell does while it. the cops have round. No advising him. Okay, Everyone I'll go back. Fucking knows, bro. Yeah. Exactly. She got a Everyone sonogram. I did a report. Always go to the girlfriend, the wife, the parents. Uh, what? Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I'm gonna bring that on James Russell. He's supposed to be the expert yeah. in this. Yeah, Worthless. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a movie, and it, it's. <laughs> He's clearly not. And why would you like, trust Charlie? Yes. Probably a good love, idea. Well, he did. He said. Uh, he said all the boys, all the James girls are Russell fucked them all. Dead. James Russell somehow would have turned gay. Like that. <laughs> yeah, like James Russell, just off. Yeah, like that that, that pissed James me off Russell. too. Like every time I like, watch it, I'm mean. just like, how yeah, fucking like... inept can they be? Like yeah. he calls her, and then that tracks <laughs> him to the house, right? That, and then yeah. he goes back to their his apartment or whatever, where they're fucking doing a stakeout. And I'm just, I'm like, are people really? Just, I understand that they want plot plot armor to get, move things along. I think it's lazy yeah. writing. But there's so many other ways that they could have found them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, just like, yeah, just slop. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, you guys remember yeah, in Beverly Hills yeah. Cop 2 like, where uh, uh, he tells the guy Charles Keating or whatever the house that he you know, commandeered, essentially, or whatever? You just push, you just push through. Okay, never mind. You just, okay, you just okay. avalanche. Okay, yeah, he, t he goes, hey, where can I send you the catalog, right? And he tells him, oh, well, send it to this address or whatever, right? And then later on, it's like, Eddie's talking about, oh, that guy's a fucking dumbass. He couldn't be behind these or whatever, Right, you know, but he already—he obviously yeah, suspects something's up at the gun club. Then he tells him yeah. that fucking address that they're staying at. You know, yeah. Have we have we done Beverly Hills Cop trilogy or no? We'll, we'll do a duel, <laughs> not the last one. 
Right. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Yeah, that's Mike's favorite of them. Number yes. three? Yes, 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 yes. We haven't. Uh, okay. No All right. Yeah. Mike, Mike. I, I know the last one's not good, but. It's similar Wait, fat to Eddie Murphy? Hour, to be honest. I mean, oh, you don't want Chris. Okay. Funny, All right, yeah. We, right. we had Fat Eddie Murphy in another 48 hours, yo. Uh, Bauer stuff. Internet Conspiracy Theory. I mean, theories. Fat Chris Tucker's funny in some ways. But... <laughs> Drugs. No, I'm saying Rush Hour 3, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's true. That's true. Okay, so we, we touched on this earlier. But this movie just... It combines with every other medium available. You said mm, it, yeah. GTA 3. Um, it's part of a larger Hollywood effort to disguise the fact that L.A. is the worst civilly planned city in the entire country. The helicopter, yeah. Like, like yeah. every movie that you ever see about L.A. is, oh, I went from... Like, he jumps out of... He jumps out of the airport, or the, the sorry, the helicopter. The helicopter. And Long Beach, it's gotta be. And then all of a sudden, he's at like, he's in like Century mm-hmm. City, talk like on a payphone, and then like, uh, then like he's driving <laughs> to Charlie Sheen's place, which is like I don't know WeHo or something, and then they're going to Beverly Hills. That one made sense. Yeah. But then they're in like. They're to the fucking Coliseum in seven minutes. Like, it's like, <laughs> there's this whole thing about, like, Hollywood where yeah. L.A. traffic somehow isn't the fucking worst. I will say this, too. If we can't have trains, so New York, mm, look. I know, yeah. The roads and stuff are shit. Well, cool. Fine, but they have trains. because of those French guys, yo. They're fucking if shooting LA, up everything, right? Trains, just fucking pop. Oh, yeah. Our cars everywhere. Yeah, dude, Why wait. Well, you got fucking you Jaguars just fucking yeah. falling off the fucking like, freeway. Of course you're going to have potholes, yo. All right. Yeah. 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 Like, there it is right there. Fucking blame Gillard, yo. Putting spikes on the road. Well, Tony Scott's the one that jumped off a bridge. Uh, oh, was that the was bridge, that... by the way? Was that well, no, I don't think that was the same yeah. bridge. No, because they got on... No, remember? They got on a... Uh, remember? Because they got on the helicopter, and they went a ways. Yes. And the Long Beach Bridge. Between Long Beach... Well, and I know. Are you saying the bridge that the, the spikes... You're saying... Are, you're asking, are this a bridge that the spikes that were on? Was that the... Uh, you're, uh, no, it couldn't have been. Yeah. Well, I know that, but Remember, they got on the helicopter... And then they fly off somewhere, like, right? You know, and then like, that's when they end up in Long Beach where he jumps LA. into the port. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, no, yeah. There there was a lot of liberties. This is sort of like a 90210 when somehow there's a beach in Beverly Hills. Yeah, and like... Yeah, yeah and somehow Beverly Hills has a bad part. There's enough for two high schools. Um, there's an... Yeah, we ain't that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're adjacent. Yeah, adjacent. Yeah, yeah. The most LA thing in the world, adjacent. Yeah. All right, y'all. Any parting shots on this movie? Well, that's where you and I. That's where. That's where our hood is, bro. <laughs> Beverly Hills, adjacent. Adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie. And you're listening to this episode, and you made it all the way through to this point where where I'm telling you, go watch this movie. This movie is, 
it's 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 a gem of America right now. And the fact that it was on Netflix, I loved it. It's if you are in at the tail end of this horrible, horrible year that we all went through. This will brighten your day. This movie will make you smile. This movie will entertain you. This movie will. I've I've watched this movie, and I'm not lying. And I don't know if both of you have done this or not. I've yeah, watched I agree. this movie. And I was super high, and it was so funny. I just started it over and watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is that fucking good. It's so fucking great. Go watch this movie. That's my. Um, my parting shot, fuck Rotten Tomatoes for giving this movie 16%. Fuck And just that. killing fuck them. Killing them. I was like, what movie did you guys watch that you're going to kill this movie and give it such a bad rating? And it, it's interesting because if you look at like fucks. some of the reviews from like actual viewers and not fucking movie critics, like people are saying, yeah. like, you know, every time I watch this movie, you know, yeah. I find it yeah, funny. Or every them. time it's on TV, I watch it. And well, I laugh. CinemaScore gave it a gave it, it an like, uh, it doesn't a, match a up, plus you know? F scale. Like and then also disparity. Roger Ebert gave and it so three I just out of four wanna, stars. You know, take a parting shot at these uh, yeah. so-called movie critics because yeah, they're full they're they're fucking full of shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's my parting shot. So um, our podcast episode is yeah. longer than the movie oh, is. Oh, I mean, uh, shout out so, to Ebert. Shout, shout out to Ebert. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so shout out to us on that. The reason I didn't parting, take a parting shot, shot guys, look. <laughs> you don't see a lot of movie comedies anymore. Watch this one. It, it'll, do you, it'll do you best. <laughs> Everyone, for the Money We're Talks, this is Benjamin Assemble. We'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Peace out.